Greetings, greetings, greetings. Wherever you are out there, my beautiful Winjet community, it's Angelo Cisco of Alpha Hippie. And this week, we're going to talk about stress. Dun, dun, dun. The word that, depending on where you are in your life, could hit you in a certain place. So first, I want to talk about the word stress. Then we're going to go into what it really is, how it affects your body, and what it really shows up as in your body. So the word stress, believe it or not, is neither good or bad. It is not a positive or negative. It's neutral. Stress is all around us, and our bodies are looking to not be stress-free, we want a better or higher stress tolerance. We're never going to live in a world where there is no stress. Now, what stress really shows up as could be good sometimes because the higher level of stress that we are tolerant to or resilient to usually ends up benefiting us. And people might be going, Angelo, what do you mean? I don't want to have stress. Well, here's the thing. One, in people's careers, what usually helps them thrive, survive, get uh, thrive and grow and get promotions or be the best in their, their company or if they're very good at professional sports, the higher you go up the ladder, the real difference is your ability to tolerate and perform in a higher stress environment. That's it. What's the difference between the CEO and the janitor? Is the CEO could handle higher level of stress than the janitor. Not that there's anything wrong with you beautiful janitors out there. I've mopped floors, hands and knees with you. What I'm saying though is, is in that level. What's the difference between Michael Jordan and Michael Bustout? was that five seconds to go, Michael Jordan wanted the ball and was able to perform. Michael Bustout didn't perform at that time. He froze or didn't want the ball. Okay? So that's first and foremost the understanding of stress and why you want to have the most tolerance. Speaking to men specifically, which Alpha Hippie gears towards, once you are a single man, you relatively have a low stressful life. What I mean by that is most of the stress that you put on yourself is self-inflicted when you are a young man growing up in this world. But then as things happen, right, you may get a partner, that's a new level of stress, having to be in a relationship or choosing to be in one. Then if you move on and you're blessed enough to co-create children, that's another level of stress that you're putting on yourself or choosing to put on yourself so that you then could step into a deeper level. And every level of stress that you put on yourself, like I said, requires a new tolerance and commitment to it. Very good. Next thing is when we see stress. Where do we see stress? In the gym when we're working out, right? We work out, we stress our muscles, we stress our hearts, 
right? That's cardio, you know, cardio, whatever you're doing, and then you become stronger and better that way. So stress really does have a service. And the more that you could put up with that stress, the higher you are rewarded, whether that be physically, mentally, emotionally, or in your pocket, right, with money. And so there really is an importance to understand that we do not wish for a stress, stress-free stress life. What we're looking for is a higher level of stress tolerance, okay? Now, what the body does is, is you could train and practice this tolerance to go as high as it's physically able to, and then the more tolerance which means getting back to something called homeostasis, the faster you could get back to normal, the the better you are, the more tolerance you have or the more resilience you have, excuse me. One is stress tolerance. The other is resilience to get back to neutral. Now, here's the thing that's really important to understand. Many thousands of years, excuse me, many thousands of years ago, our number one stress, or what I like to call the F word, not potty mouth F word, fear, was that we were going to get eaten or not have enough food or get kicked out of our tribe. That was really our biggest issue, is were we going to get kicked out of our tribe? Did we have a place to sleep and a place to eat? And then along came technology. Along came the Industrial Revolution, and for most of us in our first world countries, we're basically running around making up stressful situations that aren't really necessary, okay? And so first of all, what you many of us think is stress is first world made up bullshit. Really is. Most of the time we're making this up, and that's okay. That's a whole nother show altogether, and that's something we could speak about another day. But a lot of us, when we really pull back the curtain on what we even think stress is and why we're stressed, it's usually bullshit. And I'm not here to argue with you or tell you what you should be stressed about or not. I'm here, one, to help you understand what stress is, which I just did, the benefits of it. Number three, that there's no way getting around it. You're not going to have a stress-free nor fear-free life. What we're looking for is our response and how much we can tolerate, which goes back to tolerance and resilience. So how do we begin practicing to build up a better stress tolerance and resilience? First place is with your breath. That is it. Because, believe it or not, the first compensation we have, the first sign that we are under some sort of stress is that we hold our breath. That is usually the kickoff. We forget to breathe. And when we forget to breathe, our bodies are going to, or our nervous system goes from parasympathetic to sympathetic, which is often known as fight or flight, which is a very high stressed situation for our nervous system. Now, going back to my reference earlier, 
thousands of years ago, our biggest stress was food, being able to have a place to sleep, and getting getting kicked out of our tribe. Those were our things. Nowadays, an email notification could do that to you. A comment on Facebook could do that to you. So nowadays we have many what I like to call fake stressors out there. So the need for resilience has never been higher. So going back to the breath, what's the easiest way? One, just being conscious of your breathing and making sure you're not holding your breath when you're reading those emails. When you're in a potential conflict conversation, are you able to breathe? Can you stay consciously connected to your breath? Because once you allow, we allow ourselves to hold our breath, what happens is our bodies just want to survive. And we do things and do and have actions and responses that are purely based on survival. And what I like to tell people is, is in those situations, you go from being a human being to just an animal. Because we must understand that once we go sympathetic, the animal is running the show. And all animals want to do is survive. So if you're looking to grow a company, if you're looking to show up great at work, and all you're trying to do is survive like an animal, good luck working in a team situation or environment. If your response to an email is that you get really worked up, what do you think that you're going to write to that person because you just want to attack them or run away from them because you feel them as a threat? Yet, if we're able to breathe in our most highly stressful situations, we will be able to access the part of our brains that's right up here, the prefrontal cortex. And I like to tell people, stay human. You will be able to make better decisions always. Yet when you don't have a great relationship with your breath, you're left to your own demise. Me, as a younger man, before I developed a really good breathing practice, I showed up violent, whether that be with my words or physically. They're both true. I've destroyed offices, relationships, and on myself, parts of myself, by not being able to be in touch with my breath. I've showed up in ways that I still regret to this day because in those stressful moments, I was not prepared and practiced to channel my breathing. And I've done things that I'm not really proud of. And so I'm really bringing this to everyone today because this has been the difference between me being able to step into manhood and not be plagued by boyhood forever. Men breathe, adults breathe, children and boys don't breathe. They react. We respond. The more you could respond, 
and the only way you could respond is with good breathing. Now what you might be thinking is, okay, Angelo, I understand stress. I know it's not going to go away. I want to be tolerant, resilient. Now, what breathing practice do I do? Do I start with Wim Hof? Do I do this one? Do I do this one, this one, this one? You don't need to go that crazy. All of them work. All of them are great. Here is where I believe everyone should start. Develop a relationship with nasal breathing. Breathing in and out of your nose as much as you can for as long as you can. When you go to the gym, try to get on that treadmill and see how long you could last breathing in and out of your nose. Okay? This is hybrid. This is a muscle car. Don't get me wrong. If someone's chasing you, if there's something really stressful, I'm all about breathing out of your mouth. But how often is something that really that catastrophic? Or how often does your brain get hijacked by the animal because you're not breathing more often than not? So nasal breathing has been and will continue to be what I recommend for people to develop a relationship with. So first, if you never breathe in and out of your nose, just start practicing. That in order to practice that, we want to take our tongue, put it where right behind our two front teeth and our gums meet, and we want to close our lips. And what that does is, is it sets a really good platform for my jaw. And what it allows my jaw to do is act like a floor. So now that this could be nice and strong here and stable. And practice breathing in and out of your nose. Especially when you're in an uncomfortable situation. Draw your attention to your breath. And make it all nasal as much as you can. It alone, just learning how to breathe nasal. Set a timer for one minute every morning and just sit there if you've never done it and breathe in and out of your nose. Could start that simple and that easy. And then it obviously can progress. Not saying that you should never breathe out of your mouth. It's just how often do you not need to be a hybrid? Not that frequently. We've set this world up where that's exactly what we built all this stuff for. This is what technology is for so that we can be more hybrid. Okay, guys? So a lot of times we've been misusing these tools of technology to work against us instead of really work for us. They're actually there to make our lives more convenient and easier so we can live less stress not more. So pay attention to that as well. Along my study of nasal breathing, I, I really started looking at a lot of indigenous cultures and the way that they teach nasal breathing to children is they take 
some water or a beverage, whatever they're drinking, usually water. And they give the they give the the kids a sip of water. And then they tell them that we're going to go for a walk. And when you get back, you have to spit out that water. And so that's my challenge for the week for everyone out here in Winjack land. Is go for whatever. Make it a nice walk. Give yourself a real challenge. 15 minutes. No phones. Just you. Get a measuring cup or a measuring spoon. Put some water in there. Go for a walk. And when you get back, spit it out and see if you were able to hold the water in there. It's going to be quite a challenge. It's going to be a bit uncomfortable. Yet the more tolerance that you could have to be here, the higher stress tolerance and resilience that you have. Because like I said, stress doesn't go away. Stress is your friend. What we want is a better response and a higher tolerance. Put this into your life. Put this into your practice. My parents out there, when you see your kids take apart every toy every day and all you're doing is running around going, what is happening right now? I'm willing to bet you're holding your breath or breathing out of your mouth. Take five deep inhales, four seconds in, four seconds out out of your nose. And you're going to laugh and realize that it's just a little kid having fun. Let that brain get hijacked by the animal. And you will do things you are not proud of. I guarantee it. So now you know all about stress and the first way to begin becoming better with it. Hybrid muscle car. Go here. Try that challenge. If you do. When you do, message us, hit us up on the slip into the Alpha Hippie Instagram DMs. I want to hear all about your nasal breathing life and what it was like to take a walk and just give it a try. It's not a pass or fail. This is a practice. Just like stress isn't good or bad, it's just a practice. It's just a part of life. The more you make this good or bad, the more you give even an identity to being stressed as good or bad, the harder it's going to be to become to develop a better relationship with it as well. It's neutral. Don't give it more power than it has to have, and that's also a great way to handle it. Winjet community, connecting your breath has been the path to my freedom as a man. And I trust that anyone, any gender, the better you breathe, the better life you will have. I wish you all an abundant, beautiful day, an incredible week. I'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Alpha Hippie, out. Bye-bye.
This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there.